0: We're all talking about AI, but the question is how will AI affect plugins? Can of worms. A can of worms. A big can of worms. Let's go. Welcome. Hi.
1: Hi. Hi.
0: Suite. These guys are professional, the motivated. With tech to the VO stars, George Whittam, founder of Source Elements, Robert Marshall, international audio engineer, Darren Robbo Roberts, and Global Voice Andrew Peters. Thanks to Tribo, Austrian audio, making passion heard. Source Elements, George the Tech Whittam, and Robbo and AP's international demos. To find out more about us, check the proaudiosuite.com. Line up. So MPA Gomez oh, that's Mike an Bes and plot. Adams, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> actually, it's <That's> just gross. <laughs> it is based on our prior conversation before we got on air. Uh, probably the wriggling out of worms <laughs> and stuff is—it's <laughs> probably not ideal, really. Uh, um, but yeah, so um, Gomez, what what do you think, um, or how do you see AI and uh, plugins moving forward in the next couple of years?
2: Uh, without giving anything away, because I mean, obviously I have an inside of you, one of the largest, well, the largest plug-in company in the world and the f- one who created third-party plugins because we were the first. Um, we have in the past and continue to invest uh, absolute mozza in AI because the fact it's just not going away. And it's very, very exciting some of the things that can be done with AI. One of the things that's really important to us going forward is that we don't take the approach of AI, we're going to do everything for you, um, you don't have to lift a finger. That's not a direction as far as we're concerned that promotes passion in music, passion in what you do, and uh, passion and effort and creativity when it comes to how you're building your compositions or your music productions or your soundtracks or your game audio or whatever it is you're working on. Um, the, the, there's a reason that we're all in this industry and 99.9% of it is because we enjoy it. Um, so creating tool that uh, somebody just broke their microphone. That was me, Yeah, sorry. That was Robert.
3: I think I got a dodgy <laughs> mic cable, sorry. Yeah.
2: Um, one of the things that we want to make sure of is that we focus on how can AI be the best assistant for what everybody is doing, not replace what they're doing. It's no fun. If you type in, um, right, write a country music song in C minor, make it about a guy losing his new electric Rivian truck. Um, and then a girl coming into his life and making him happy and suddenly pumping out a Taylor Swift song. Um, there's no fun in that. There's no journey in that. There's no ownership in that. There's no, it's, there's the experience is gone. So, yeah. what we're trying to do with AI, and I believe most companies are doing the same thing, is learn and work out all of the ways that AI connected to plugins can be more like. Jeeves or whatever it is to the RoboCop, uh, to uh, um, Iron Man, where it's like the assistant that knows everything and is always there, but doesn't necessarily do everything for you. And this comes back to something that's really central with anything to do with artificial intelligence, whether you're doing something with ChatGPT or Claude from Anthropic or, uh, you know, Gemini Pro or one of the llamas from Meta uh, or Google. It's already been very, very confirmed over the last year and a half that if you don't know what you're doing or you don't know what you're talking about, then you can't get the most out of AI because AI does have a tendency to work better for people who actually can see and understand and perceive what is correct and what is not correct when it comes to the outputs. Um, Mm -hmm. some of you may have heard or may not have heard of this if you're listening to this uh, AI hallucinations Um, the the AI hallucinations that happened with ChatGPT initially um, and then with uh, Bard from Google were epically amusing to those of us who were beta testing Um, but terrifyingly convincing when you have an AI write an essay on something that sounds so much like it actually happened, but then when you fact check it, you find the names don't exist, the history dates don't exist, none of it exists, but it gave you roughly what you asked for. But if you don't know the topic, then you don't know that it's wrong. Correct. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we're on that line of right now, when it comes to AI creativity and plugins is how do we continue to evolve this technology and large language, uh, large learning models, um, and Tensorflows and all these different wonderful things so that they assist without creating stuff that's completely in the other direction. And we have to dig ourselves out of a hole. Um, and I and and I think the other thing that we're I think what's going to happen is you're going to end up with plugins that are more like mixing assistants or composition assistants or sample creation assistants. In fact, there is already one. There's one called I think you're, I think it's called Synth GBT that you type in. I'm looking for a bell sound, and it will give you a bell sound like tubular belts Or mm, wow. it's wow. it's still fairly rudimentary, but if you look at how fast things move, it's not going to be long before you can put in. Okay, so I'm after uh, a 16, polyphonic uh, pad that evolves from. Yeah. Uh, this it starts in a minor kick- chord
1: and yeah. moves into uh, a major chord over the course yeah. of you know blah 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 blah.
2: Exactly. I want it in this BPM, and uh, I want it to duck like a pumper, like its side chained to a kick drum. And have it pump something out. Now, the other problem with all of this that's going to come up, the same uh, as it already has done with image generation and text generation, is is copyright. Because at this point in time, it's been determined that if something is created by AI, then a human being does not have copyright to that. Um, mm-hmm. In the music world, that's going to create all kinds of fun and frivolity.
3: No, can you imagine? Oh. <laughs> yes, yeah, I exactly. Yeah,
2: I don't need to imagine, it's already yeah. happening. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Um, mm. one of the things that we've already done with uh, things like Studioverse, from which is part of uh, our, our rack plugin that you the studio rack, is you can scan your audio and we will automatically using AI suggest a preset chainer for that track of audio that you're putting in, whether it's a bass guitar or a vocal or a female vocal, will suggest some options for presets. The other thing you can do is you can type in um into a new thing that we've got coming out called um which is like Studio Verse for VIs. Um, you can create a chain of VIs or type in what you're looking for, and we'll suggest a VI chain with macros, with automation, with levels, et cetera, that is pretty much created by uh, a mixture of existing technology and AI. And we're finding that it's getting easier. And if we're finding that, then other plug-in companies are finding this too. Yeah. It's getting easier and a lot more... Um, a lot faster to create these things. The challenge is the easier it gets, the harder it is to create something that's actually going to be a wow factor for somebody that's sitting in their room and working on their music until four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, you can't just give them AI anymore in anything. It has to be, it's got to be epically good at helping somebody be a
0: better version of themselves. Interestingly, like I I look at, look at this and you go through all the the big evolutions and we'll use music as a, a, an example. But if you think about the things that changed everything, first of all, electricity changed everything. A microphone changed everything. A speaker changed changed everything so you got an amplifier electric all these guitar. different things that everyone's sort of gone oh yeah electricity you know electric guitars microphones amplifiers all that kind of stuff in the old days if you were you would stack your instruments based on the volume and have one microphone in the room mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you're making cabs in a, a studio and stuff like that then you've got multi-track instead of you know one sort of mono track all these things have changed but this is the one that's kind of a bit scary because This is it the can one that think. takes
3: the personality out of it. I think that's the thing. This yeah, is that's the, the risk. Is the, yeah. the risk is there that you take the humanity out of it and it just becomes this robotic thing which, yeah. which you know.
2: I mean, the, there are so many websites already that will let you type in a topic or type in some words and it will pump out a rudimentary rap or pop song for you in some K pop style. And they're all awful. Well, some would argue but that they that all happens have, anyway, Gomez.
3: Yeah. Right.
2: But, <laughs> the, but they're all awful. But one of the things that needs to be said is these websites and these AI models that are being used are sitting on a server on a huggingface.co somewhere that somebody is renting. It could, in some cases, it's a 17 or 15 year old boy or girl writing this code in an evening mm. and getting the and then asking AI to help it with the the front end interface for it and yeah. then punching out a website. The fact that it sounds awful is not what we should be paying attention to. The fact that it's so easy to create that's the part that that's the part that we need to be alert to because we need to remind ourselves that this is a very slippery road and we could ruin an entire reason for creating if mm. we let mm. AI yeah. take over the job that we love doing
3: I think look uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a a big, I
2: feel like I just did an Obama speech or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm a bit I'm a bit more
3: on the fence I guess because I I look at it this way I think we all needed to start somewhere, right? And if you go back to us, Gomez, you know, we we walked into cart prep, me at 2SM and, and you in the days at Triple M, and you learnt your craft by sitting there and then walking into the studio and eating your ham and egg sandwich while watching Jeff Thomas crank out an amazing promo, right? Full that, BK for me. Well, there you go. That, that's, how we were, that's how we learnt our craft. These days, there's less of an opportunity for that. So for me... I can see that AI provides this this opportunity for someone who's trying to figure out their craft as in terms of okay, well this is these are the basics, these are the rudimentary things you need to understand. AI gives someone the opportunity to go and learn that stuff. But I think the trick is that we need to we don't need to, but but if you were going to if you're gonna hone your craft, you then need to move on from that. So I can see that AI provides a starting point, if you like. Um, and, and it maybe makes it easier for someone to understand whether it be post-production or, or music or whatever you want to talk about. If it gives them a place to start, I think that's a good thing, but I think I, I, I do also agree with you that, you know, it opens a can of worms of, you know, taking the humanity out of the craft as well. But, so well, it's that's, a fine the, that's the whole
0: thing, yeah. The, the whole thing really is that, that made music really interesting was human frailty, like the amount of records that you probably your favorite record, there's probably mistakes all the way through it. And that's yeah. what made it appealing. There was something about that that worked. And, and when you take that out and it's become sterile, it just doesn't feel human anymore.
2: If you take people um, like Hans Zimmer, or, you know, to another extreme, Moby, yeah. um, or, uh, you know, uh, Lemon Stella, or Fru Fru, or yeah, I mean, it's like they—they they all created their own style, and that style wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for them creating what was in their heads at the time. And this is one of the things that I mean when I say that, you know, if we let AI replace everything, then what will happen is what's already started to happen to a point where we're finding that. AI is skewing the information on the internet because AI is starting to already scrape information from AI and not know the difference between human created and AI created. So what we already have is a scenario where, I mean, I currently have access right now to 36 different large large uh, LLMs and TensorFlows. Um, from all the major companies and some of the smaller ones. Uh, so, I've got 36 different AIs that do things. And one of the things that we've been finding is some of them are already not knowing what's human created and what's AI created. And that's yeah. a huge issue because what it's going to do, especially in things like the audio world and the music world, is it's not going to know when it's ripping somebody off. Yeah. Um, it's- and when it's taking a style that's been, pardon me, scraped um, legitimately or illegally, mm-hmm. and therefore it's going to end up, I mean, things like, you know, the court case that, you know, Ed Sheeran just went through, which had nothing to do with AI and had everything to do with uh, a family of somebody saying, oh, this, you totally ripped this off. Um, whereas he didn't. Um those kind of court cases are just going to get more and more prevalent with AI around them because of the same reason that visual artists are already suing, you know, the major AI companies. It's, it's getting super hard to work out what's the style of somebody and whether that style is worth something in the value because they created it if somebody else goes off and creates something different.
0: Maybe no. that's going to be the new income stream for uh, songwriters and creative people. Litigation um, and winning winning a court case—that's <laughs> how no, no, you no, make no. your money. Living out well, their it's, old it's, it's yeah, like that's the, right. it,
1: it, It's like yeah. it. Well, I mean, some people are going to become the patent trolls of music.
2: Elon yeah. Musk's wife has already done this, by the way. Um, She's—I can't remember her name. Um, it's something odd. Elon Grimes. Wife. yeah, crimes. She's she's Grimes. created a virtual, an AI virtual model of herself and anybody can create music with her voice
0: but she earns a percentage of the royalties off that right do you know that's funny that so this is going way off track but uh, i saw an interview with dolly parton and oh yeah no talent to talent you're absolutely right it is way off track <laughs> yeah, but no, no. It's interesting in the sense Dolphins of what you just Dolphins said about Elon Musk legend. wife is that she uh, that um she got a call from Colonel Tom Parker, saying that Elvis wanted to record. I think it was I will always love you or something.
3: It was it was always I will always love you.
0: And uh he said but we take we take a cut we take 50% of the royalties mm-hmm. and she said I'm not giving the royalties away to anybody and said no. And then I sort of say I'm glad I didn't get Elvis to do it because Whitney Houston did a much better That's job shy, and I, I made, made money. How much money
1: I made out of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I of a different a different direction with AI or just music composition in general or style in general you were talking earlier Michael, about how these different artists that you named carved out a style, and I think about how those styles are partly shaped by the tools that are available to those artists at that time.
2: Hmm. Absolutely, and the people who
1: have come before them. Yeah. Yeah, you look at, I think of work, right? (laughs) I was about to
0: talk about work. Yeah. Exactly that, for that reason. Their
1: sound is incredibly sculpted on the technology that was available at that time, and they're and their unique style. Out yep. of and noise. So, yeah, oh. an art of noise. My God, yeah. So now you've got Hans Zimmer, who arguably has a limitless tool set, right? I mean, it is. <laughs> Let's face it. Mm-hmm. Hans yeah. Zimmer's tool set is limitless. You can yep. get anything, afford anything. His only limit literally is time. You know, if it wasn't for the fact that a film score had a distinct deadline... You know, that's his only limit, right? Yeah. So now the ability to sculpt something that would have been impossible to do by Hans Zimmer within a deadline, he's going to be able to expand that by factor of, you know, an order of magnitude by yeah. using AI Hans Zimmer's to help him expand the content. I mean, it's yeah, just, right. I, it's, I can't even fathom where that goes next,
2: you know, but it, it is um, interesting. You know what I'd really like to do? I I had this conversation with somebody at like three o'clock yesterday morning. Um, I I would love it if we could just give, if I was going to give AI all the potential of AI in the music world to one person and say, mess with this and let us know what we can do with it. I would give it to Jacob Collier. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That kid is. Nobody else. Just Jacob. Jacob, go off, do your eccentric stuff. um, Work out what we can do with this. As humanity, and then come back, and we'll decide whether it's actually worth it or not. <laughs> yeah. Because that guy, I don't. I mean, I don't know how I didn't know about Chuck Collier until about six months ago. But I, am obsessed with how much talent, raw talent that guy has. Yeah, it is oh, from,
1: remarkable. I've seen uh, him live three times. I saw him at the I've Hollywood. It, well, Bowl.
2: Yeah, it's it's like, but it's like I watched a masterclass with him about. How there is no such thing as a wrong note, and it's all about the tonage of how you play the notes, and and I've never looked at piano the same since. It's mm. like just this ball of energy that just makes such magic. Mm. Absolutely,
3: yeah. yeah.
1: Here's
3: one thing that that interests me, Gomez, and you might or might not be able to answer this, but you you work with these guys fairly regularly at at the top. So let's talk about you know Chris Lord Algie and and that ilk. How much, how much, algae, algae, sorry, excuse me. That's my Aussie twang. Um, (laughs) How much, how much of this stuff are they using? When I say stuff, I mean AI. How much of this stuff are they using in their mixes? Are they still, are are they sticking to the old school or are they sort of going, Hmm, I can see a few advantages to moving towards this AI sort of thing. So some of it's sneaking in or are they steadfastly refusing to go
1: that direction? Yeah. I mean, some artists are way more into like trying the bleeding edge and others are much more yeah. into sticking. Well, I'm, thinking, to I'm the kind of
3: thinking of the Beatles singing into teapots and all that sort of stuff. I mean, for me, it's sort of a progression, but I'm interested from from Gomez, if he can answer the question. How much? So
2: the person about. that I had a conversation with at four o'clock the other morning about Jacob Collier was my man, Eddie Kramer. Um, and, Eddie, uh, one of his most famous moments that had nothing to do with Hendrix or um, Led Zeppelin, recorded The Beatles um, at Abbey Road because he was the only one available and they wanted to record. And one of the things that Eddie was there for at the beginning was this epic use of, okay, so we have one channel and another channel and that's it We've all we got. How do we make those work? And he was one of the ones who made it work and turned rock and roll into, he didn't define rock and roll, but he was there as part of the process. And yeah. as I like to call it, part of the band in a way, because um, mm-hmm. and he's one of the ones who is, him and I will talk about AI until the cows come home because it's exciting for him. He looks at it, he's he's just turned 80, and he's like, the, the, the potential on what we can do with music with this kind mm. of technology, as long as we don't screw it up, is uh, it's beyond epic. It's exciting. Now, if we get back to the CLAs of the world, um, Chris is really good at uh, choosing what ha- he has on at the time. I mean, on one side... He just mixed the new Green Day record um, and it's already creating, you know, huge waves and hits everywhere it goes. Mm. Um, the way he did that was they went back to the roots and they did it exactly the same way he recorded the first Green Day record. Yeah, mm. um, Nearly completely analog, anal- um, SSL console uh, to tape as well as to digital, but with Pro Tools. It's like they went okay so let's go back to the roots and let's do it that way and he was starting to do that when i was sitting in the studio with him in um in june of 2022 just before um i'd come all the way back to me me roots um, <laughs> and uh, he was talking about it. It was like, no, we're going to go back to the way it was. And I said, why? And he goes, because it worked, and we've got so into this technology that somewhere we lost the sound of that band that we need to find mm. it again.
3: Definitely. Mm, yeah.
2: yeah. Now, Imagine um, recording Led Zeppelin things. with AI. It's, huh? <laughs> yeah. Imagine recording Led Zeppelin with AI.
3: Exactly.
2: Well, what well, the, the the way Eddie and I were talking about it was I posed the situation to him. I said, what if... What if we could use AI in such a way that, because there are still recordings of Zeppelin and there's recordings that he's working on right now for the Hendrix estate of cassettes of mm. Hendrix. Yeah, yeah, Nobody's yeah. heard yeah. of, nobody's yeah. heard before, where there are dropouts. Now, these are not like isotope uh, capable dropouts. These are dropouts in, uh, for like 20 seconds. But what would it be like if it, you could say, okay, right, so this is the catalog of this artist. This oh. is the problem we've got. We need to fill this 20 Filling seconds off. with what they would Auto have fill. filled <laughs> yeah. To yeah. I need this. I need this piece.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, then then say, do four versions. It's literally like the uh, It's Dolly, like a Adobe Photoshop. It's like Dolly. It's like. A Adobe Dolly, Photoshop. It's like Yeah, extend this image. Uh, I need to extend it. It needs to be larger. Fill in the background. It's
2: exciting to me, but it's like, um, but again, we have to really be careful about, I mean, number one, uh, firstly, I can pretty much confirm AI is not going to take over the world. We are not all going to be slaves to it. It's just not going to happen. And if it does, it's not going to happen in our lifetimes. I'll be back. (laughs) <laughs> but, what, but what we do run the risk of is we run the risk of being too blasé with this technology and we need to be very, very careful and present
3: mm-hmm.
2: about how we want to use it. One of the things which I'm doing right now, and it takes a lot of time, I've never done it before, I'm writing the AI policies for an entire audio software company. And the, it begins with the word W, I work for them, but I'm writing the entire <laughs> policy on usage of the AI um uh whether it's sales or product specialists or coding or anything else the entire policy based and down to ethics of ai um and and it's hard because your no, it's not. Again,
1: Just have ChatGPT do
2: it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nice one, George. <laughs> one, um, <for> George. <laughs> the,
2: uh, no, no, the problem is Love when you're 15. writing an AI policy, you can't get AI to write the damn policy. No, um, because there's
1: no pre- there's no precedents. There's no. There aren't there aren't books on how Nothing to write to a reference. policy around yeah, yeah, yeah. AI, yeah, yeah, GPT,
2: yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, I know you're absolutely no, right. It's it's. Um, but but here's the other thing that I think that we need to be aware of here. Eighty um, percent of the population, if not more, have no idea that ChatGPT or Bard or Claude or Llama from Meta. Or Po, or Chat GPT Pro or, t- or Chat GPT Teams even exists. Mm-hmm. They haven't got, hasn't got to them yet. Yeah. Yeah. We're still in the minuscule percentage of the world who are aware of this. It's like I use AI every day, but I'm using it to get rid of the menial tasks. Um, and yeah. I'm using it to help speed up what I do so I can do it well. Um, but it, it still I have to remind myself how many people in the world, regardless of whether we're talking audio, world, visual or whatever else, have no concept yet of AI. And um even software okay. companies. There was a, a study done inside of Adobe. Um and think about how many staff Adobe has. And there was a large chunk of people who were like, What's Chat GPT? Yeah. Wow. It yeah. hasn't got to their desk yet. It hasn't got to their office yet. It hasn't been relevant for, and these are people who, you know, they don't necessarily read tech blogs or um, LinkedIn. They might go home and read a novel or they the, might. The, I
1: was about to say, these yeah. are people that actually go home
2: and these stop working. These are people who go home and stop <laughs> yeah, working. That's and, right. and, and that's the thing. These are people who, yes, they have passions. Yes, they have hobbies. Um, but they stop at ups, uh, you know, their work stuff stops outside as soon as they get outside and they haven't heard of it yet. I mean, a lot of them mm-hmm. have, but there's a huge amount of people who have never heard of, do you know, is there what, a generational
3: you know? thing? Gomez? Do you know?
0: I oh, would no, say it's, it's not generational. No.
2: My mom, um, mm-hmm. is my mom actually asked me to create, um, a chat bot for her, that she could well, use as her assistant. And, i just created a company it's about to launch uh well not just in the last six months i've created it's called creative ninjas um and it enables you to choose what kind of assistance you want and then they'll be in slack whatsapp teams etc or on the website and they are your assistants with the names you chose for them the personalities you chose from and she actually went through and she said i want you to create one of those for me so she uses a, a a chatbot AI assistant every day and she's 85
1: wow. those, are the, yeah, those yeah. are the people that really need that stuff I
2: yeah mean, exactly. my
1: short-term memory has already been atrophied dramatically by the use of <laughs> technology not enhanced by it so it's only going to get worse and I, I, I know
2: George there's a plug-in for that uh, you know it's yeah, like we must oh, get yeah. cool. My short-time yeah.
3: memory is being destroyed by 35 years of rock and roll radio, but that's another story.
2: Yeah. Um, the, 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 I think that the,
3: the, the other thing that sort of comes to mind to me is, you know, and, and if you want to look for the good side of all this, though, is, and, and it's not, is AI involved, but it's not completely AI. But you look at now and then, the Beatles thing that just happened, you know, a yeah. few months ago. I mean, that's we cool. wouldn't have that if it wasn't for AI. And Absolutely. That is, that's a really sensible use of it. You know, like to to resurrect a recording like you were talking about with the Hendrix thing to resurrect a recording like that and then be Respectful able to
2: and, and magical and uh, I feel so blessed that we got the chance to watch that.
0: I know, yeah, Incredible. interestingly, but then once again, it's the human aspect of that that makes it work. Well, that, McCartney and,
3: and Ringo yeah. and, and George, to a certain extent, too, humanized yeah. it, didn't they? That's yeah, the yeah, thing. yeah. They they put the. I mean, it'll never be. We'll never know what we're what John Lennon originally heard, you know, God knowing John Lennon, it could have gone anywhere. But but they sort of beatalized it and and because they know they knew John intimately, they were able to do that and turn it into something that that could have been. Um, yeah but yeah, I mean, yeah. their first number well, another number one in in twenty twenty three. I mean, Jesus, talk about yeah. infinite
0: it's funny you, you were to, talking about, like, Eddie Kramer, you know, to being able to grab stuff and, you know, fill up gaps if there's gaps missing, dropouts in tapes and stuff like that. Getting back to the voiceover thing, this is where it could be really interesting. If, if an AI can actually do that, say, for instance, I do a 30-second read. So they've got the read. They've got the raw read down. Then the client decides, oh, I'm not happy with those couple of words. I want to change. I want to, you know... Revise the script. Instead of me being called back in to do a reread or a drop-in, they would just use the AI to copy my voice and would change the words. We can do that, Andrew. Yeah. yeah. I can do that in Descript can, right we now. Can yeah. Descript. Yeah. We can do that with Descript.
2: We can do that with 11 Labs. We can do that with Revoicer. Um, we can, uh, there are multiple models that you can already do that. And I, uh, I would love it if they were all used for good and not for evil. But mm. I think that Um, this is one of those times as well. You've just brought up something that's already here, which is an issue to me. Um, I hear so many AI voices now on faceless YouTube videos and TikToks and even some commercials on TV and radio. And I think there's no soul in that. And I can tell because I'm human. Mm -hmm. The problem is a client will pay dramatically less for that. And all they care about is that the message is there. The, cl- the client of the client, the person who's listening to the ad, I haven't done a survey yet, but I think it'd be interesting. How do people in listener land feel about AI voices? And are they as convinced of the message or do they hear the message the same? Because I just don't think it's going to fly.
1: I think there needs to be some actual yeah. market research. I mean, there's got to be somebody doing it already, but sitting people down either virtually or in a room and showing them and playing them ads and switching back and forth between human performers and AI performers and literally just doing the actual work, doing the research mm. and getting people's responses and their, how they feel when they hear those things. You know? 11 yeah.
2: Labs has just brought in something else, which is speech to pe- speech conversion which means that um you know if if somebody decides okay the ai voice wasn't good enough but um i I need that voice that i created of andrew um and i'm going to use the ai version because he's too expensive and i've already got all of this information from him what i'm going to do is i'm going to read the speech with the right in in um you know the right uh, inflections and the right emotion and then it will turn it into his um that that to me is something I was like, I just wish they hadn't got to that that quickly. Um, do yeah. we need to go there? I mean, that's that. Well,
0: that's it's already that's there. My, there. It's I like know, the we time are time to, there. Yeah. Yes,
3: but why do we need to go there? Because that's only leading down a dark path. You know, that's that's the thing.
0: Well, it was like the thing that Simon Murphy did. You know, where he got he got my voice. He trained his AI machine uh, to copy my voice, and then had me singing the lumberjack song from Monty Python. Yeah.
3: But the, see, that was That's a AI good
0: use know. of technology. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you heard it.
1: Yeah, I know you do it. Yeah, it's like... Well, <laughs> yeah. speaking but of using technology, I mean, I, I'm using it. Um, I'm, I've made my own chat GPT, custom GPT, of me. And right. it's freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so great. Oh, yeah. I, I can sit there and answer... 30 to 40 questions on Facebook and Reddit in an hour. And I'm yeah. a hero and they're great answers. They're far longer and more verbose and more complete than the answers would be if I had written them. Cause I don't feel like typing all that stuff out and I can't yeah. remember half of it. Yeah, and it yeah, finds yeah. all that information and it references where it came from and it gives them what they want. And they're like thrilled. Yeah,
2: you used GPT uh, GBT pro for that. And it like just created the GBT.
1: I am using uh, an app that probably well, the, the app I'm using is GPT-4 Turbo or something on the back end, um, but it's it's a app called Custom GPT. Okay, and um, and the reason I liked it was because it was an incredibly friendly user interface. Something I could understand very quickly. It had very good transparent terms, um, and it had. Um, Extremely strong language about anti being anti-hallucinating or anti- using anti-hallucinating technology, which if you're going to make a chatbot based on language model that you are providing of your own sources, it's incredibly important that it not hallucinate, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I will uh-huh. not dare put something out f- to, for the public to access, which this will be for the public to access uh, and subscribe to. And I will not, I would never do that if that information wasn't sourced and sourced of my own content. And that's what this is. And it's, yeah. it's revolutionary. And I can take that same content now and in about a week. I could have a book made hardcover, <laughs> you know, bound book of that information using GPT technology to write the book. I know yeah. how to do that. So it's, it's uh, you know, and will that, how is that helpful? Well, that could leapfrog me into being able to get a speaking gig at universities. And that could get me a speaking gig at, at a TEDx. And that, all that stuff is all part of the, the journey of getting, you know, these kinds of levels of respect and notoriety. notoriety. And so, you know, that's all on my roadmap now, where that was going to be on my roadmap, but maybe in two to five years. Now that all that stuff's on my roadmap in two to four months, right? I mean it's just accelerated my yeah. goals. But like, to be
3: fair, you've got to have that knowledge in the first place. You can't just do all that. That's stuff and, the key. You've got you to You can't have done the not know what you're doing and, yeah. before you yeah. start.
0: Absolutely. Unfortunately, there's plenty of people out there who don't know what they're doing and they still become experts. Well, this is—I a few. has
2: nothing to do with AI, but it's like let's not remember anybody out there, if you want to start doing something, start doing it today because there's plenty of people who are way more irritating than you ever will be who are already doing it and they don't have half the experience you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. um, And they're charging for it, those dicks. Yeah. So go off, do what you want to do, do the things you want to do.
1: No, I wanted to make sure that I had ownership over this, even though I know that I can't stop you somebody else. Well, I know that I can't stop somebody else going out and scraping but. a lot of that content. Not all of it. Some of it's totally private, but um, I, I can't totally stop them. Uh, but I wanted to be doing it first and have it branded under my name because that's, that's not what I meant.
2: Me. What I meant was because of the, the, the The laws so far when it comes to AI, it doesn't matter whether you... Nobody's going to stop you putting out a book. Nobody's going to stop you creating any of that. But if the copyright is ever contested, you will lose. Um, yeah. Not because a lot of the initial knowledge isn't yours, but because of how it was put together.
1: No, so you have to actually divulge in the book this was written using uh, AI. Oh, do you really? Oh yeah. Right. You, you can't, you can't publish a book and say it was written by your, your own intellectual property without G without AI and falsify that you will, you will lose. You will lose. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's a interesting.
0: Well, uh, talking about that with, uh, credits, you know, like in music credits, All those different credits for film, television, whatever, they talk about having a credit for saying, you know, blah, 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 done by AI.
3: Yeah. Well, what if, I mean, what if AI narrates a a documentary and and they borrow the voice from somebody? Do they Uh, ask for the credit?
2: Before I forget, before I forget, so there's this guy, I can send you guys the link afterwards. Um, There's this guy who I just want to sit down and buy a beer for. And he's a coder, but he wrote uh, a language model and he wrote code uh, so that everything he did on his computer for a full day was narrated in documentary style by an AI voice and character of David Attenborough. <laughs> <laughs> and, nice. and this guy went. They he went so far with making it so accurate that this this David Atterill, like he's sitting on camera now. He looks like he's confused. He may be trying to work out. It's it's like it was so exact. It blew my mind. But That's it was cool. so entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll 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 find the link and send it to you. It happened about a month ago, but yeah. God, it was like, and it just showed. What's possible? It's like I hadn't even yeah. thought about doing something like that. But yeah. if, if he can do that with his daily life, then you could give uh, you know uh, an AI voice a model like that a bunch of edited footage of the Amazon or mm-hmm. skateboarding or anything else, and have it write the script and do the voiceover real time for you.
3: But here's the thing, Gomez. Right? Let's say you know, let's say he put that on YouTube, and he ended up with. Five million views okay he's now he doesn't earn, making money he doesn't
2: earn, he doesn't earn
3: anything no no, no 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 no. i, I get that I, and i'm not pointing the finger at this guy but he's this is a what if right so if he put that on youtube and he gets five million views all of a sudden he's now making money from david attenborough yes so where's so where's the copyright claim in that you know what i mean this is the massive can of worms that gets opened by all this.
2: Which is why he, Mm -hmm. YouTube, will not let him earn uh, uh, money and not even add money from that video. Right, okay. It's demonetized. um, Well, it shouldn't be, yeah. So this This is one of those things that YouTube has been doing really well and Google have been doing really well for years, and I should know because the amount of events I've run for waves. If you so much as hum a melody or even hit a kick drum that's in a Dua lippa song or a different song or anything else, you will be flagged and you will lose any monetization on that video
3: Uh, whatsoever. Anything of Dua should be taken down anyway.
2: And, And with some bands, they will actually, like Led Zeppelin, for example, if you pay more than, like, think five seconds, YouTube are required to mute the video completely. Mm-hmm. Um so when it comes to voices like David Attenborough and the voices there can you guys hear my dog
0: snoring is that is that Yes I just heard your dog snoring your right, dog snoring uh, After
3: last night he's probably a bit <laughs> tired
1: mate
0: He said, he said what a weekend <laughs> good dog uh,
2: uh, the the, but, yeah, it will recognize the, the vocal pattern and it will automatically say copyright flag checked, no monetization on this video. And yeah. you can do three of those and you can contest it, but it, your chance of contesting it is pretty much a zero. of uh, yeah.
0: winning. The yeah. scary thing is if, if someone grabs something out of that David Attenborough voice talking about something and uses it as like, well, this is what David Attenborough said, and boom, and then people start believing it. Yeah, I can share something which I'm working on, which is not
2: Waves working on. It's me working on it Um, with all the research I've been doing in AI myself. My mother um, is one of my role models. It's like what she's done in her life is epic. Um, She is... Uh, past middle 80s, she's never written a book about her life, um, but I'm starting to get her to put it together. What I've also done is I've started, and it was actually one of the reasons why, George, I bought this mic was so that I could sit across the table from Mum and actually get her to talk about everything. While mm-hmm. I've been doing that, I've also created an AI model clone of her voice, and once the book is finished, whether she is alive or not, I'm going to put out the audiobook version nice. of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. That's very cool. Because I believe that it's <laughs> a good use of the technology. Yeah. i um, concur. My mum has trained equestrian Olympic teams of the US, the UK. She trained the royal family. Princess Anne used to kind of pick me up and, as a baby and move me back to our tent at all shows when I got lost. That's why um, such a princess. Oh. It's like it's <laughs> totally also where I get my hair from. Fifteen all. Um, but it's it's like, you know, she's a legend in that industry. It's like and she she's never written any of it down. And that's just a shame to me for the world. So yeah. I'm using AI to make it possible for me to be able to help write that book and then get AI to do the audiobook version. Yeah, that's
0: a great idea. Absolutely. See, I should have been—I should have been your mother's son because at least now <laughs> oh God, we I are. look I'm sorry, like what? I should be part of the royal family.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: that's one of the weirdest things I've ever heard anybody say.
0: <laughs> one of the weirdest things that's ever happened on this podcast. Someone <laughs> roll the credits before this goes any further. Well, I just want to make. All right, we, we will wind it up. Thank you, Gomez. Uh, <laughs> but I wanted to say a couple of things. One is, uh, George, in the background there, you've got uh, an Australia sweatshirt, and I think that's from Larissa Gallagher. Mm, nice. In, Indeed, I do. Uh, and the other thing is you're wearing a Tribooth T-shirt. With a microphone <laughs> in the shower. Hello to <laughs> Hello which we we'll people
3: at Tribooth. Thank you very much for your sponsorship. And also, also if you look,
0: if you, there you go. Look behind me. I don't know whether you can see it. There's a Tribooth there, there all lit- illuminated. Yeah. Do not disturb, it says in there. Too, too, Sorry, too late. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very disturbing. No, tributes are great. Yeah, sorry, al- you're already disturbed. Sorry, <laughs> it's way too late. Also, yeah. it's probably one of the <laughs> yeah. only
2: podcasts that's ever had two Tula mics in it at the same time. There you go. Hey, yeah, yeah. One Quick, red Get in and contact one green. with them.
0: See if you can get a, get some free shit.
3: Is that really green though? <laughs> really green, greenish? Is it? Teal? Yeah, stuck at green is or is it, turquoise? Is it's turquoise f- or teal is, or something. This like is
0: this like. is seafoam. foam. Oh, I-
3: Sea foam. I'm oh, sorry. I call that colour sea foam red. would be the North North Sea, I reckon,
0: or the Atlantic.
2: Yeah.
0: Actually, I don't know what this colour is. But anything that's yeah, not was, black
1: isn't cool anyway.
0: Let's. Be I wanted to get something different.
2: It's I mean, funny, isn't it? All four of us are wearing black t-shirts. We're just so yeah. old.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because it doesn't. It looks slimmer in black. That's right. You can't see the wrinkles. Very rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. You don't see Angus Young wearing seafoam t-shirts, can I just uh, (laughs) say?
1: Well, that was fun. Is it over?